Hello, everyone. Welcome to Coasters and Culture with Rex and the Beast. This is the Beast sitting right smack dab in the middle of Orlando, Florida. Next to me is the one and only Rex, and we have a little song we want to sing for you, and it goes like this. Three, two, one. Down I feel down, I don't know what I want anymore. Down I feel down, I don't know what I want anymore. Down I feel down, I don't know what I want anymore. So we're pumped and ready to go here to talk about Velocicoaster and Universal Studios. This is what you call a Rex and the Beast.com. Coasters and Coasters. What? <laughs> Make that a Coasters and Cultures podcast. We are recording this at 1230 in the morning and, you know, things happen. Things happen. That's right. Well, we promised uh, a few days ago that we were going to come back with you and talk about our first experience on Velocicoaster. And that's what we want to do right now. So the entirety of this podcast will be about what well, you're humming. You're humming. Oh, mm-hmm. You're humming. I'm just, I mean, that's like an earworm, that song. You can't get it out of your yeah, mind. It just stays on, stays with you. Sorry. We should have recorded that. I've been, we just did, but I mean. I, I, I got you. Professionally. Well, of course. Back when Rex and the Beast was actually a, uh, you know, Hard rock Hard band rock named band. Sojourn, which <laughs> anyone knows if they've seen Mission Iowa. <laughs> That's right. Two. two. Mission Iowa two. 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 Sorry about that. Yeah. The sequel. Part two. The sequel. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Velocicoasters. Coasters. So it just we didn't know if we were going to get on it or not. We had the whole family with us and everything, but it did. It worked out. We had a fairly, you know, I think it was a whatever, 30, 40 minute about wait. About 30 minutes. Yep. Yeah. No problem. So let's talk about the lockers. Um, you and I, I don't think, or I didn't know that it was i knew lockers were inside the queue but i did not know it was required it was mandatory to put absolutely everything in a locker everybody has to do this so every person in the queue is going to a locker to put up phones wallets hats everything has to go into a locker uh that was a pretty weird deal yeah i actually did know it i'd read a few things about the lockers both about that you have to do that and how they are the pass-through lockers first time they've ever done those yeah um so i I did know but it was interesting seeing it in uh you know put into practice here i mean it worked it definitely worked i mean there was there were there were team members shouting all over the place trying to remember your icon remember what you're doing you're not going to be back in this room you're going to be on the other side you need to come over here okay but I mean, for the most part, it seemed like it worked okay. Uh, the the you know we're scanning our ticket. It opened. The, the, we didn't have any problems getting lockers opened and everything. But I I mean, is this the future? I is there okay? Let's ask this question. There's there's no shoulder strap. You're upside down. There's an intense barrel roll at the end. We know all the elements. Does this coaster lend itself to losing things more than other coasters, and that's why they're doing this, or is this just the new norm? Yeah, I think we're headed down the path of this being the new norm. I mean, I do believe this coaster does do that, and they're doing it partly because now there is such a focus on the concern and liability of things falling out of pockets and hitting people or uh, doing something besides just losing stuff. So I do think we're headed down this path, and I, I do think they worked well, but I have to think there are an amazing number of times a day people forget, no matter what, they're yelling at them. Um, what 
you know, dinosaur or color they are, and they they have to deal with it. Yeah. I, I just, I mean, I just have to think that happens multiple. I, I would say it happens multiple times an hour. That's my guess because it, it's just. It's too easy as you're excited about this great ride and whatever to just have it run right out of your head. Yeah. Now, actually, remind me how do how did it work? How did it work? It can't. It couldn't have been your phone because you have to put the phone in the thing. No, your card, your key, your key card, right, and you hold key. on to the card. Yeah, your your That's ticket, right. or in our case, your I, I used my. Um, you know, our key, our express pass key from the hotel, that opened the locker. Then in my case, I was Stegosaurus. You know your Stegosaurus. You ride the ride. You come out on the other side. You go to the Stegosaurus area. You use the key card, and bam, it just pops open. Your, now, now you what know. if you didn't have a key card? You have a ticket of some kind, you know, whether it's electronic. But my a, ticket was on my phone. It has a QR code. Yes. Um, I don't know the answer to that. Because um, they're, they're not going to let me on. No, there. not with the phone. So I do not know the answer to that. It's a good question. Two times I asked, do I need to print this before we went into the park? Or are they going to let me just, just scan it on my phone? I'm like, no, 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 don't print it. You just keep it on your phone because that's going to be easier for you. And it was. So every time we got lockers anywhere else, like at MIB or whatever, uh, or, or uh, we also did it at Forbidden Journey, you just scan the QR code on my phone for my ticket and it opened right up. But if I was inside... Velocicoaster, how does that work? Yeah, I don't know. I, I do not know. I, I I guess for Velocicoaster, you better have a paper ticket or a paper express pass or a um, you know key from a hotel. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had not thought about it because we had all of that. But yeah, I, I, we'll have to look into that. But that I, there's no way you can use the one off the phone. That's really weird. So anyway, I mean, the only other way around this is to net the entire attraction, which they're trying not to do. But then we we see yesterday because apparently somebody I mean people are just you know we just have a lot of not you know not the sharpest tools in the shed sometimes yeah, not, not considerate to the whole theme park type of experience yeah that's so for sure. somebody was apparently throwing something up towards the coasters so now that they had to build this metal cage which definitely is not pleasing to the eyes it's not aesthetically pleasing at all. But you got to do what you got to do to protect uh, the guests. Um, so they're trying to, you know, eliminate that on the front end, things falling from the coaster to hurt someone. But now you've got the reverse problem. So it's just kind of a big mess. But the, but the lockers worked okay. But I, I agree with you. I wonder how many times people forget and they just have to go scan everything. Yeah. You know, I, I just had a, a potential epiphany sitting here about the idea of throwing something up. Is I, I wonder if there's a possibility that what happened – is a couple of jokesters were trying to see if they could throw something up for their friend to grab as they came by. Yeah. You know, I can see that happening for sure, that someone would do that. And to be honest, that would make more sense to me than somebody that's just going to be dumb enough to try to throw something up and hurt somebody. Right. That just seems ridiculous. But you have to be pretty dumb if you think you can time right. something. Right, right. I mean, that's like, you do that, that's actually pretty good. You could be on the How Ridiculous YouTube channel or whatever, the one that do all these crazy things, but who knows. Anyway, bottom line is, yes, I, I agree. It is unfortunate, but overall, they've done a pretty good job to try to protect against them. The queue line moved Consistently, I mean, you and I have said this a million times. If we're in a queue line that keeps moving, we can wait 
45 minutes, an hour, hour and a half even, as opposed to one that is stopped for five minutes, then it moves a little, then stopped for five minutes. This queue line consistently moved. The team members were unbelievably engaged and active. Getting in and out of the trains was very, very quick. I thought the queue was nice. It looked good, has a modern feel to it. You've got some really nice looking Velociraptor heads that are in, you know, these uh, these containers and they're blinking and things and looking at you. Everything's cool. And of course, the one scene where the coaster goes by and then the raptors are chasing them is just absolutely unbelievable. So, I, you know, I've only got good things to say about the queue and the experience leading up to the train. Yeah, I agree. I I had seen the the train and the uh, Velociraptor chasing the train um, and video, uh, but. It was really impressive live. I mean, it just looked great, sounded great. Uh, yeah, no no issues or complaints uh, uh, about the queue or the experience of waiting in line. I, I agree with you. I, whether it's the same or it's not, as long as you keep moving, there's just something about it mentally. It's so easy, much easier to take uh, than standing there, even if you move a huge chunk uh, every three minutes or something. So uh, I, I liked it. I thought it went went well. The seats themselves on the train, I think, are the best I've ever been in. They were they were comfortable, and then the the restraint, which is of course just a lap restraint. There are no shoulder restraints. Uh, it fit nicely. It wasn't painful, but you felt like you were secure. And during the ride itself, it for me it was flawless. I, it, nothing was, uh, you know, there there was no chafing. No, no, it, no chafing. No, no chafing. rashes. Nothing bouncing. Yeah. Um. It, it, no, I I agree. And it was funny. Our sister did not know right. there were no shoulder restraints, and she's a little uh, gets a little freaked out by going upside down anyway. And so she was freaking out pretty hard when she's like, "Wait a minute, what's going on? There's no shoulder restraints. How is this happening?" Uh, so that was kind of fun, but. Um, I thought it was a great, uh, a great structure and a great seat. And I agree. I, I believe the uh, restraint was very comfortable as those restraints, uh, you know, go on those kind of coasters. I thought it was solid. Yep. So let's talk about the actual coaster itself now. This is the way I described it to you, and this is the way I'll, I'll brief it here on the podcast. And that is. Overall, so just an overall view, zero to ten, ten being the greatest coaster of all time, zero being the worst. You know, this is going to be nine, nine and a half. This is way up there for me in terms of one of the best coasters I've ever ridden. But what's interesting is the first third of the coaster, I was having a blast. You've got the, you know, acceleration at the beginning. You've got some fun elements. But I was thinking during the first time, oh, man, this may have been overhyped, you know, once again, because you and I thought Hagrid's was way overhyped. We didn't think that was all that great. And I was thinking, shoot, this could be another situation where we have uh, just uh, the fans going crazy for something that you and I are going to think, oh, that's not really all that good. But then when that second launch hits and you go up into that top hat element, which is one of the best I've ever been a part of, the airtime's unreal, from that moment to the end of the ride – it was 100% perfect. Every element was perfect. And by the time we got back and the ride was finished, I was thinking this may be the best thing I've ever been a part of. So that's the way I feel about it. Yeah, I, I didn't have quite as big a um, dichotomy from the, the first third and the, the second you know, two-thirds or half of the ride that you did. But overall, I agree. I came out of the ride thinking, wow, where does this fit in the roller coaster pantheon? I had seen some people posting, this is the greatest coaster I've ever been on. This is the best coaster ever. And I found myself thinking when I read that, 
they just haven't been on many coasters. Yeah. You know, or they haven't, you know, they haven't been to Cedar Point. They haven't been to Six Flags Magic Mountain. They haven't been to Six Flags New Jersey. They haven't, you know, because the coasters and things there, you can't tell me that Universal built the coaster that's in, in the same ballpark with those. But then when we wrote it and I came off, I was like, well, I don't know. This is amazingly high. I think what we've talked about from my perspective is uh, I would like to write it again. I'd like to kind of get settled to sort of put it in there. But I certainly think it's in my top three of all time for sure. And um, that's that's impressive. I mean, that's really impressive. Like with anything else, you really can't make super definitive statements until we've written it multiple times and we're able to process it a little bit more. But after a first writing, yeah, top three for sure. And uh, cannot wait to get back on it to see where that ends up evening out. Uh, you know, coming off the ride, we got the locker again. It opened just fine, and we got everything out. And boom, there we were. Um, were there were there photos? Did we see photos? I don't remember. I don't remember either because we were busting out of there to go meet up with some of the uh, other family. So I just don't remember either um, on it. I believe there was though, but the. One thing I will say as well is it is, as you would hope and expect for a relatively a new coaster, it was amazingly smooth, really smooth. And if that is a great thing for us, we enjoy uh, smooth clo- coasters and um, we'll see if that holds up. You know, it's hard as it goes along to keep that smoothness uh, after you get into, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of rides. But for the moment, it is really an awesome, smooth coaster, which to me matters a lot. I I don't like getting smashed side to side very much anymore. Yep. We used to. We used to. I know, but, you know, we age, things change. (laughs) Um, I mean, you're talking about two guys here that, you know, 14 years ago decided they were going to get on Storm Force Accelotron and see how fast we could go make these kids uh, look like uh, nothing. And uh, we actually tried it. And, I mean, if we tried that now, we'd be uh, we'd be puking everywhere. Yeah, that'd be the end of that theme park day for sure. Well, that's our initial thoughts about VelociCoaster. Absolutely love it. We can't wait to ride it again in October when we will be there for Halloween Horror Nights 30, even though they screwed up all the years. Yeah, oh, they were man, all, messed all messed up. So, yeah, so I don't remember now. I don't remember if it's been... You know, 18 straight years, 17 straight years, 19 straight years we've been there. I don't remember. But we have been there since 2003. Yeah, since HHN 13. And we like to remind you of that. Every, actually, every time. Every time. You and your son will actually be back fairly soon. Yes, we will be there mid-August before school starts back for him. Um, and he and I will be... Uh, We'll be hitting the parks, and I actually just realized I've forgotten. I don't know if we're at Hard Rock or if we're at Royal Pacific uh, where we're staying. I think it's Royal Pacific because I think we're at Hard Rock for HHM, and that's uh, that's a new one. That's a new for one. us. I mean, not I mean, new. We've been there. We, yeah, not, not new in the it's sense. It's not of... new in the sense that it's new, <laughs> but it's new in the sense that it's been a while. Um, so, you know, you got to understand how Rex and the Beast uses certain words. Right. I mean, there's nothing new to us. Nothing. Nothing. But, I mean, I guess it's been, what, 10 years, 11 years since we've been to Hard Rock Hotel. And I know it's a few of our 
our our friends and colleagues' favorite. But you and I have never been as big a fan. No. We've always enjoyed Royal Pacific better. So one more time, we'll give it a shot. We'll give it a shot. Let's see. Okay. Full of rock. Shot full of rock. <laughs> All right. Well, that's here at rexandthebeast.com coming to you live. That's not live. We're This is recorded. Well, we're live right now. We're live right now, but they're not listening to us live. Uh, well, I mean, which one is it? Are we telling them what we're doing or are we telling them what they're listening to? I mean, it's live now. It's we're live. Li- I mean, we're alive. We're live. We're live. We're live. And we're this, live is, and we're this is live. We didn't record this and then record it again. <laughs> So, I mean, you know, it's just all... all. We're coming from the theater room, which is one of the nicer ones I've been in. And the owners of this house really like James Bond. Bond. James James Bond. Bond. That was Rex. Rex isn't... I guess that was Sean Connery. I don't know. (laughs) Not quite sure who that was. It Uh, wasn't good. It may have been uh, Ramius. (laughs) Well, we love you guys. Uh, well, that may be overstated. Yeah, let's not go there. Okay. But thanks for listening to Coasters and Cultures with Rex and the Beast. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. This is the Beast saying be strong and courageous. RexandTheBeast.com. Join the journey.